You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge on the Mighty 1290 Coil, the Mighty1290Coil.com, and the Mighty 1290 Coil mobile app. Once again, here's Sean McGuire. Welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. Check out our Facebook page, so it's facebook.com slash America's Healthcare Challenge for all of our latest segments on our SoundCloud page, which we are right about at 500 segments there, Alan, yes. aren't we? And uh, and growing. It's a, it's a, it's a great resource to, uh, you know, I like to listen to it when I go for a run or, or something like that, just to, it is kind of weird <laughs> listening to myself sometimes, but I like to, to make sure that we're bringing a good product and... Uh, we're joined by uh, Trent Majors here on the program. Uh, we've been talking about uh, the the debt situation, and right in a moment, we're going to bring in Adam Matar from Matar Pacific. But uh, what was that number we found uh, during the break as far as unfunded liabilities that we're looking at? Un- unfunded uh, U.S. unfunded liabilities was one hundred and one point five trillion dollars, and our GDP is what like uh, uh, seventeen. Seventeen. So it's all, all, almost uh, what six, yeah. six, seven. Well, we talk, well, in the gross debt to GDP ratio is one hundred four percent. So the only way you can fix these problems is to grow your way out of it, right? And and we have we have leaders who have policies that 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 put hurdles to growth. Mm-hmm. So it's difficult to grow your way out of at at two percent at two percent GDP growth is what we've had for the last seven eight years, and if we look at a possible recession on the on the horizon, which which will happen probably within the next three years to be uh, to be conservative. And now you'd slapped on a, a huge health care expense onto individuals. Um, we could we could be in trouble. Well, and Democrats say that four percent growth is 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 never going to happen and that two percent growth is great. What's I, wrong? I, I want to yeah. throw up every time I hear them say that. Let's all strive to be mediocre. Yeah, that's their that's their opinion. Not mine. Well, and if you look at some of the problems that we've got it coming into a recession, it, uh, 2008, the, the, the interest rate was like 4.5%. What are we at now? Quarter? Quarter. A quarter percent. Uh, there's not a, bullet, lot of, not a lot of bullets left in the gun. Right, right. Great point. And to, to uh, what you said, Trent, on having to grow our way out, that's a perfect setup for our, our next guest, uh, Adam Matar, CEO of uh, Matar Pacific, uh, talking about some of the, the free market things. Uh, good afternoon, Adam. Hope all is well. Um, we're talking about how we can grow our way out of it. Uh, how are you doing today and what's on your mind? I'm doing great, Sean and Trent. Thank you for having me today. And yeah, that's an interesting statement that, that you're discussing regarding the unfunded liabilities that the government's carrying through Medicare and Medicaid. And, you know, it goes into what we've been discussing for the last couple of weeks privately regarding the free market and and the influence the government has on that. So we have an interesting situation in the U.S. where the, the government regulates at the state level, at the local level, and at the federal level. Uh, how healthcare is provided, what access means, even through insurance to two providers. And they do so in a couple of different ways, right? You have the insurance side where the annual increases are regula- regulated at the state level. Then you have the government itself at the federal level uh, playing in arguably the free market, so to say, with their Medicare and Medicaid and the influence that they have in that respect. But I... I would argue that it's not necessarily a free market that we have to do most of the healthcare in the United States. We 
because of the level of influence that they have. What we have is the monopolistic situation here through most of the healthcare in the country because of the government's influence. And that has a, a, a number of, of unintended outcomes that, that we have to watch out for as the American public. And we have the price controls on one side, on the insurance, right, at the state level. And anyone that understands basic economics could understand what that means when, when an entity has the ability to control the prices. If they artificially set the prices too low, they could increase demand, right? Well, that, that in theory, you think would be a good thing, right? That if they're able to lower the prices, then more people would have access to it. But there's, there's hidden costs with that. The, the timeliness that people could get into healthcare is, is a hidden cost that we all have to incur with this. But there's also the risk of people resorting to the black market when they don't have access. When there's too much demand for something and they cannot get, get access to it in, in a timely manner, there's that risk that they go outside of the system. What would that look that's like? That's not this Where would they even go? They would go to licensed healthcare providers that are willing to provide care on the side in the black market. And, and care providers might have an incentive to do this because it's where they would have the ability to recoup the costs that they would not otherwise be able to get in a marketplace where the prices are controlled, right? So they could hypothetically charge more on the black market to provide quicker access uh, or better quality of care. Or, uh, unfortunately, people in need of care would go to unlicensed professionals to help them out. And you have a, a quality issue. You know, you know their, their health is at risk when they do something like that. But... Yeah, maybe a good example would be years ago, 60s abortion clinics. Years ago, maybe today, nowadays. Uh, I haven't kept up with the regulations state by state uh, when it comes to abortions, but you re when you reduce access, people will find a way if they need to. The marketplace will exist. The question is, w would it be one that's out in the open and, and regulated and has professionals working in it or is it going to be one that is a black market? So, you know, that's one of the risks that you come with, with the price controls. Now, on the Medicare side, you know, it's interesting. The, the theory there is that with insurance, when everyone collectively pulls their funds together to go and buy care from providers, hypothetically, you're at a better negotiating position and, and you could play in the marketplace as a buyer in the space. But again, when, when it's the government that's involved doing it, it's doing so as a monopoly. And if you think the insurance companies are large, well, you guys touched on how large the government is in this space. An insurance company might be worth you know, something in the range of the billions, whereas the health care that the government has unfunded was, what do you say, at $1.1.5 trillion? Oh, our unfunded liabilities are over a hundred trillion dollars. Twenty-seven point six trillion of that is Medicare. Yeah, so you know, if you're an insurance company in this space, it doesn't matter if you're one of the largest companies in America. You you're still a, a small player compared to the government. Well, now your profit depends on how how many lobbyists you have and how many friends in D.C. you have. And some of, of them have the best right. ones. <laughs> yeah. well, and when you talk about the, fr the 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 free market. Uh, 
the ACA was put in place to help people who were uninsured, right? So it was going to be more affordable, right? That was, that was what the name states. Uh, so it probably helped some people way on the low end, right? People who would have been helped if there would have been a catastrophic issue. A free market really, it helps the downtrodden. So, but what you really did was you just made it more expensive uh, for everybody. Right. And at the end of the day, I think yeah, this was more health insurance reform than total true health care reform. Sure. Well said. Sure. The, the dynamics of a monopoly in any space, and I've, I've seen this in, in real estate as well, too, is that they could paradoxically be both the, the high price in the marketplace and the low price because they essentially control the marketplace. So the, the uniqueness is, is that they inhibit innovation. So if you had a free market system and there was an opportunity for, just some, for somebody to have an arbitrage position and, and make more money, say, in healthcare versus some other type of, of investment sector, they would invest into it and you would find margins decreasing at the same time. So you, you would come ideally within the equilibrium. Or you would start seeing them compete on quality or potentially both. And that's what, that's what innovation brings. You have the ability to in, compete on price, quality, and speed, or as we would say in healthcare, access, timely access. So, Adam, talk, so, talk a little bit about some of the AI stuff that uh, you're familiar with um, that, that could actually do some good, reduce some costs, and, and, and make healthcare uh, better for all of us. Well, before we go into that, I, I do want to, to talk about where we see a free market in healthcare because one does exist. And I think it's important for your listeners to, to understand what that looks like and know that, that there is an alternative out there. And interestingly, it's the U.S. that also provides free market healthcare, and they do so with elective surgeries. So there, there is a, an interesting report that I read recently from the National Center uh, for Policy Analysis, where they, they showed a study of a 20-year period where inflation rose about 64%. Most med- medical costs during that same period rose between 92 and 118%. But cosmetic surgery only rose at a rate of about 30%, less than half the rate of inflation. And by the way, cosmetic surgery has seen its fair share of innovation and quality improvements during the same time period. So I, I find it interesting that out of all the healthcare markets in the world, the U.S. has a prime example of a command and control system through most of the healthcare, and then a free market example as well, too, at the same time. Hey, can you hang out for another segment? we got to run it up here against a break. Yes. All right, sounds good. More with Adam Matar, Matar Pacific, Trent Majors, and Alan Hager. I am Sean McGuire here on America's Healthcare Challenge. Uh, engage us here on Facebook. Uh, just search hashtag America's Healthcare Challenge. And when we come back, uh, we're going to uh, get into that artificial intelligence point and a little bit more of uh, how do we innovate in healthcare to grow out of this. We'll be right back.